Welcome, people. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome again. We are back for another episode. This is the Youth of Tomorrow podcast. I am your host, Yubali Dad First. And this episode, yeah, I know. I've been trying to get consistently more, but now your boy is getting to the groove of things. And today is going to be a very interesting episode. I want to introduce my guests, but let me let me just kind of um, give them a bit of a call to you know, enter this conversation with. So the quote of this episode is, make something people want. It's, it's there. Yeah, make something people want and sell, and sell that. Or be someone people need and sell to you and sell you. So let me say that one more time. Make something people want and sell that or be someone people need and sell you. And this quote was made by Ryan Lilly. Interesting. But uh, um, very, very interesting stuff. And I believe that my guest has his own perspective on it. So let me just introduce him one time. Ladies and gentlemen, the crypto whiz himself. Hey, hey, woo! It's good to be here, Bonnie. Thanks for having me on. Glad we could finally uh, get a time that works for both of us. <laughs> I swear, man, you guys don't even understand the day. <laughs> like, literally, I've been trying to get this episode done, but like, I've been hitting uh, so much wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, it's honestly on me. I should have, like, blocked out the dates that didn't work but the thing is like i was like who's gonna who's gonna book a, a, a you know something on on the eighth like no, no one's gonna book something on the eighth i'll just w- leave it be you know and then you bonnie books on the eighth and i'm like oh dear and, and then uh, i think there was like some other day some something happened and uh, that i'd also been scheduled out and then new bonnie's like are there any times that do work for you? And I'm like, yeah, just the ones you, any times, but the ones yeah. you selected, you know? Was, yeah. Uh, but it it's good to be here. I cannot wait to get to get started. Man, me too. But um, you heard the quote that I was just quoting. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to get your thoughts on that since this episode is on crypto, crypto for business. So just give your thoughts on like, how do you feel the what you say the what do you say the creator economy in a way of people selling themselves and having new things to sell like crypto and all that like what's your perspective on that like as far as like, you know, making something that people actually need and then selling that yeah, or something like because let's say I'm really ready to go down into it with like NFTs, NFTs and stuff. But like this is a for example, or even just regular everyday cryptocurrencies that's arising. Why, like, do you feel that? That's a curious question. But do you feel that people are kind of selling themselves, like overpricing themselves in terms of like cryptos and? NFTs given the space and how volatile it is. Yeah, yeah, it's well. So that's a 
that's a, that's a tricky question, right? Because price is based off value and value is very subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't think value is subjective, uh, you can you can look at what happened to the Soviet Union and pretty much every other communist state and see, what, see how they fared. Um, no, but yeah, so when, especially when it comes to like NFTs, and I think the thing to keep in mind is that an NFT, and I, I just had a conversation with some really some people who did some really awesome stuff in this space, but an NFT is only valuable if there's utility to it, right? If you just have a nice JPEG, that that's not going to do anything for you, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. if that NFT gives you access to an exclusive club, or if it um, enables you to get a discount, or right. you know whatever it is, like that's that's a whole lot more valuable, and, and that is a piece of technology you can use for just about anything. You can use it for, um, you know, you, you could use it to give out discounts. You could use it to as rewards. Um, you can like, it, it, there's really no limit as far as uh, the uses for, for NFTs. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's going to be a very, that's, that's actually leading to the first question on the agenda. Um, I know that crypto has been around for a great while now. It's even just the whole Bitcoin phenomenon has been around for like years, but that we just never knew until it got popular around maybe 2018-ish. So how do you find crypto first? And what do you feel about the history of crypto? Like, how it's progressed over time. Like, how did I find out about it? Yeah. Like, how do you um, find out about crypto? Yeah. I... I got into it. Well, I've heard about it for a while. I think I really started hearing about in like 2015, 2016 or so. Uh, but I, I did dismissed it because I thought it was a dumb internet fad. I, I saw how it was making my computer graphics cards more expensive. Like I was, I was not on board. I was not a happy camper whatsoever. So I ignored it. Um, and it wasn't until a friend encouraged me to actually look into it that I, I dug deep and I realized that there's so much more to Bitcoin. There's so much more cryptocurrency than just, you know, a a nice investment, you know, so much more than borderless transactions or any of these buzzwords that you hear crypto people say. It's so much more than that. What it fundamentally does is it solves this, this human issue. And that problem is, is that power corrupts, right? And absolute power corrupts absolutely. But to run a government, to run a society, we have to aggregate power into certain, you know, people, right? Whether it's a president, a monarch, a ruler, whatever it is. Um, And so what cryptocurrency enables you to do is enables you to, it gives you a third option, right? And that's the blockchain. Because with the, the blockchain, it essentially enables coordination without centralization. So we can all work towards a similar goal. Um, without the the need for there to be a a, you know, a top down party, and which is I would actually but anyways but like I would actually want to input here. Um, what do because people may not know this? What's the difference between centralization and decentralization? That's 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 a great great question. Um, so centralization versus decentralization, you can kind of think of that like. 
um oh, it would be good uh kind of kind of like how there's the, the idea it's a good question you about it's one of those things i don't really think about because i just i know what it is in my head right um yeah so so centralization is where you have power and authority in one or two people right so there's there's a couple people that dictate everything think of this like um think yeah think of this like a, a dictator or a monarch right an absolute yeah. king where whatever he says goes and they have to they have complete control over everything right a more decentralized system would be like democracy right where you have a bunch of individuals coming together and voting on or our republic would be even better right where instead of it just being one individual you have a group of individuals who are passing laws and uh, making rules um that's that's kind of the difference and in technology this is very very important especially with cryptocurrency because um with centralized systems you have people who abuse that power right who kick people off platforms who they, that they don't just agree with right you have people that you have you have you know, businesses or, you know, governments that don't treat their people very fairly. And so with with the blockchain, because there's no one central point where anyone can do that, it removes that possibility altogether. So as a result, you're not going to have, um, you know, with, with Bitcoin, for example, there isn't going to be one person that's going to increase the price or increase the supply of Bitcoin just because, you know, they need more money, right? Whereas with the, you know, US dollar, we see the Fed just printing more money whenever there's a problem. Um, and so with Bitcoin, it completely removes that. So that's that's kind of what cent for centralization versus decentralization. But would there be risk associated with the de decentralized system? Because let's say, for instance, you have like the generation X or the boomer generation mm -hmm. trying to get into the whole NFT or just being introduced generally to the crypto NFT space. And of course, with the mainstream media being mainstream media, um, has already given a little, I would say, a bad reputation to the scene. So where would you see sometimes the risk associated with investing in cryptocurrency or getting into the yeah, so, projects so, or whatever. So getting into crypto, you, you always run the risk of scammers uh, because in the crypto world, all transactions are irreversible, right? If you uh, send money to a fraud, you know, fraudulent for a fraudulent reason, the banks can claw that can take that transaction back. With cryptocurrency, you can't do that. It's irreversible. It's permanent. Um, so there, so what this means is that there's a lot of scammers that are eager to take, steal your money. And so that can be a very uh, big problem, which is why I typically recommend, and again, consult your, your finance experts, because I am not a finance person, I'm just a tech guy. Um, but uh, it's typically a good idea to invest in, if you want to get into crypto, invest in the very well-known coins, right? Invest in Bitcoin, invest in Ethereum. Um it, it, don't invest in that coin that you know your best friend just had a 10x return on. Yeah. Um, but not even I've, I've, yeah, no, I've I've seen this happen so many times. I've talked to so many people where I'm like, hey, that is a scam. Like, there's no way that you, anyone can return get one percent returns weekly for <laughs> you know a year or something. That there's it's mathematical 
impossibility that that is an escape. It's like, <laughs> that person said, oh, my friend just got like a 10,000% return yep. on their investment. I want to yep. be a part of that um, cryptocurrency. Why wouldn't that be a scam? Exactly, right. Well, the, that's the first one, right? The, the second the second area uh, risk is uh, volatility, right? Um, I've woken up days and checked my portfolio and it's crashed by 50%. I then had a good chuckle and closed the app and moved on to something else because that's just cryptocurrency, you know? Um, so yes, you there's a very good chance you'll lose a lot. But especially if you're investing in the big projects like Bitcoin or Ethereum, if you hold on to it long enough, yeah, there's a very good like possibility that you will be making money, right? A, a, a significant returns. Um, there, there's, yeah. Uh, I'll just I'll just leave it there. <laughs> but would you say like let's say if I hold like twenty or even twenty five Bitcoin and twenty what? Let's say I want to hold like maybe twenty five. Oh, okay, yeah. And I let's say I want to purchase this item through using that means. Would it be best to just not do it in the first place, or it's more of like just you can use it, but you would have to like restock more Bitcoin as you use it? Like how? Would so like, uh, how, how are you saying? How would you spend Bitcoin? Yeah, how would you like say spend Bitcoin? Because of course, Bitcoin and Ethereum, especially are going up in value every day, da da da. But you know you'll have those sites that says, oh if you want to buy this item, especially now with e-commerce sites, you know, people mm-hmm. are now incentivized in a sense to buy things in cryptocurrency. So what would you say persons will go about buying things in Bitcoin without you know wasting it in a way? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I, it's my opinion that some of the money should always be, right? Money should be going up in value over time. Money should not be going down in value, right? I, that's a sign of a bad currency. Um, so, what? as far as wasting money, well, it's, it's whenever we do a transaction, we're, it's, it's, it has to be a win-win. It has to be a win-win for both parties, right? So, if I, if I give you, and this is why, when, also another reason is why we recommend Discounts. So if you if you're a business and you accept cryptocurrency, give a discount um, because a if you're holding on to it for a long period of time, you're going to make back that money. But b you incentivize people to actually pay you in cryptocurrency. Right? right. So, but but say that isn't the case, right? And say you just want to buy a good and it's full price in Bitcoin. Um, well, it depends on the good, right? It depends if that that service is valuable enough for you to just give your valuable bitcoins, right? Um, and that's that's what it comes down to, and that's what money should always be, right? Is we're so used to, and this is so much ingrained in our culture that money is a thing that you shouldn't hold on to. Money is a thing you need to spend because tomorrow it's going to be less valuable than it is today. And Bitcoin kind of takes us back to how it has almost always been, where where money goes up over time. And so, if you want to spend it, you have to be you have to really make sure that you want that, right? Do you? Do you really want to spend, uh, you know, ten dollars worth of Bitcoin to, you know, have that that meal? 
right? Is that something you really want right now? Or, you know, could you buy something less expensive? So in my book, it makes, it's a good thing because it makes you much more conservative in your purchasing and in your buying decisions. And that which will ultimately, I think, make you better off in the future. So basically spend less of the Bitcoin, hold it as long as you can, and just use decentralized systems of paper money and buy things. Would that be um, conducive system? I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not one of those hold forever sorts of people, but yeah, like it, it, it's it's a fundamentally, and this is what I tell a lot of people, right? A lot of people come to me and they're like, hey, I want to accept Bitcoin in my business. What exchanges should I use? Or what wallet should I use? Or, you know, will people actually use this, right? They're, they're asking all these like surface level questions. And I, I think that's the shallow conversation. I think it's, it's much deeper. It's fundamentally about changing your mindset when it comes to money, right? It's about changing your idea of money from, again, this, this commodity that, you know, decreases in value, this commodity that, um, you know, you want to get rid of to being a lot more like conservative in how we spend our money and how we spend our time and resources, which again, it's, it's all, um, I think it's a much healthier perspective long-term. And that actually leads into another question that I had in the docket, which was like, how did you, how would you see people using like cryptocurrency with their business? For example. Yes. That's a a great question. That's that's what I do every day. (laughs) Yeah. But tell the people, like, let's say you, I don't want to give like an easy, easy scenario like e-commerce. But let's say for a re- relatively, I'll say like okay, I'll say a marketing company, and they sell these services and all, and they want to make make um, you know, have a part of their contract dealings of like money exchanges. Big yeah, point. I. Yeah, I, I can, I can, yeah, so I think I know where you're going with this one. So say you're a marketing company and you're like, okay, I'm going to have the option for people to pay me in Bitcoin. How does that look like, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a couple ways you can go about this, right? What works for a lot of people um, is they get an account on uh, crypto payment gateway, like forum pay or BitPay or Coinbase, whatever it is. Um, and they, they set up an account and then as soon as they get that money in fiat or sorry, as soon as they get that money in Bitcoin, it immediately changes to fiat in a sense, their, their bank account. Um, that no works, right. Um, for a lot of people, that's not what I have specialized, right. Uh, cause I'm, I'm much more interested in solving the, the deeper fundamental problem that cryptocurrency solves. Right. And so what we do is. Uh, we set people up with their own custom, their own self-hosted payment processor. So this is all running on their own hardware. Instead of it running, you know, instead of relying on somebody else's, like PayPal or somebody else's infrastructure, it's literally their own infrastructure that they completely control, right? Then we set up a system where they can um, clean their Bitcoins, right? Because the ledger is open, public, anyone can see it. Um, uh, and so to get that, we help with privacy tools and get them set up with safe, secure wallets. And it really just depends on like how much money 
they're bringing in, how much money they're they're expecting to to keep on this Bitcoin. Um, and then finally, we deal with hangouts. So it's like, okay, how say they they have a team that's in the Philippines, right? Well, instead of having to uh, pay all the expensive exchange fees, um, you just send it over in Bitcoin, and it takes within ten minutes. Boom, maybe maybe a dollar at most. Um, and they have, you know, they're paid, right? So we can do all that. Now, as far as how it would look like on like a business end of things, um, and again, it really depends on from business to business, right? Some some businesses we work with, it just makes sense for them to, they, the owners want to invest in Bitcoin anyways. And so this is a way that they can invest uh, within Bitcoin without having to go through an exchange, right? So mm-hmm. 10, 20% of business, they come through pays in Bitcoin. Excellent. They just hold on to that. And then, you know, all the other money that's coming in, they use for, you know, down fees. It really, it really just depends on the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what type of industries do you feel that are grasping the B2B um, exchange for cryptocurrency and what? Yeah. So, well, it's, it's B2B, also B2C. Yeah, yeah. So, um it's it's really a snowball effect, uh, and the more, because the more businesses that start accepting and using it, the more businesses are going to be looking to spend it. And so, um, yeah, I, I think what we're going to see exploded. The people that could definitely use it the most uh, are large service service based industries, right? Um, that have higher margins, higher profits, where it makes sense for them to actually hold on to some Bitcoin. Because again, if you have to cash everything out, if you're making like a few percent profit. And you need to cash everything out. Bitcoin's probably not going to be good for you right now. Um, and another big one is like uh, the cannabis industry, because a lot of banking platforms, payment gateways, don't want to touch it with a ten-foot pole. And so, if you have everything self-hosted, um, and you know you control the entire process, there's no bank that can boot you out. There's no you know software company that can shut you down. Uh, yeah, Bitcoin is perfect for that, um, and so that that's that's an example of one. But again, it, there's there's so many. I mean, and the, and the key, um, I think, as long as the customer base is like tech, technically aware, right? Uh, you wouldn't want to be integrating Bitcoin into a business like a hospice industry. I, I don't think many people will uh, yeah. <laughs> want to pay their medical bills in Bitcoin, right? Uh, yeah. Probably will even know what it is, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they have a tech aware audience, I, I it, it's great. Yeah, just imagine one one day, you're just like, oh, I just want to pay for. <laughs> eventually, 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 everyone's going to be using Bitcoin and cryptocurrency to do exchanges and to um, run their business, and so it's not even going to be a second thought. Like this is, you know, I I hope I I can't wait for the day where they don't need nobody needs what I do. I know that sounds weird, but like I would love it if one day you'd be like, all right, well, it looks like everyone's adopted cryptocurrency. I guess I'm going to shut things up and move on. You know, <laughs> I would love that. Um, so, though, it's like, okay, cool. We will have you, you're waiting for the day, but where do you feel the whole cryptocurrency thing is at now? Like, how do you feel the adoption has been? for the past couple of years since, you know, the whole rise of the, of the we, currency rate. It's been, it's been fairly 
steady. In fact, if you map out uh, cryptocurrency adoption, it matches up almost creepily identical to the rise of the internet. And so if we map where we're at, we're at the beginning of the 90s. So the like internet adoption in the early 90s, that's where we're at for cryptocurrency right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of headway. Like, again, I think last year or the year before that, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, El Salvador adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. Um, earlier this year, we had the CAR, the Central African Republic, also adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender. We have the UAE doing some uh, looking to seriously, you know, increase adoption in their country for Bitcoin. Uh, we're seeing the you know stats of everyone who's using cryptocurrency just skyrocket. Uh, so everything is is looking really positive for. Um, Mm-hmm. you know, for, for the future of, of this industry. And it's interesting that you brought up the rise of the internet because we all know that the the infamous dot-com bubble, when, you know, a lot of people were getting on the internet for the first time, understanding it, businesses were just developing left and right, and then all of a sudden... The bubble popped, and many businesses just went down in value, or into you know even to billionaires like you know Mark Cuban selling his company to Yahoo, and then he becoming a billionaire when and now Yahoo is like dead and gone. To be honest, we don't know what is Yahoo, what is Yahoo.com, what is that? It's not even like it's it's even less known than Bing. <laughs> and that's crazy, right? So do you feel eventually there will be a bubble for cryptocurrency as you know we've right? We, we've seen and had bubbles pop. Um the question is, is it the big one, right? Um, for example, there's a 2017 ICO boom where just like so the dot-com boom happened. I mean, there's a there's a lot of reasons. And I'm no economist, but uh, one of the leading factors, the things that people would do is they would come up with, they get a domain name, literally a .com, and they come up with some crazy outlandish idea of a company that would do that .com, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then investors just throwing money at it without even doing much reading. Something very similar to happened in 2017 uh, with ICO, where you had people who were doing ICOs, which are called initial coin offerings, where they just come up, make a token. It's really easy. Um, pretty much anyone could create a token in an afternoon. Um, and they create a token and they come up with what's called a white paper, which is just kind of saying what they're going to do. And then people are just throwing a ton of money in it. And um, yeah, it, a lot of them were rug pulls. A lot of them were scams and didn't deliver. Um, so that's kind of like the first example of like a rug pull um, in action. Um or sorry, like a, a bubble. We just kind of went through a little bit of a bubble too with like NFTs and stuff. Um, I think so. I, I think it's like short term, right? Like, oh, is, is, is there so in a bubble? Is there going to be a bubble? I think the question you need to ask is how are we going? How are you going to make the most of this? Um, because bubble or not, this is here to stay, and. Yeah, it might temporarily go on down in value, right? Cryptocurrency, yeah, it's a little bit of a, a winter, you know, things are a little bit uh, cooling off. Um, but 
I am very confident in the next couple of years, uh, we can expect, you know, triple quadrupling, you know, uh, of, of the prices that we're seeing now. Um, so I think it's just, you just kind of have a long-term outlook. Mm-hmm. And I want to introduce the NFT side of things. And we got 10 moments of, uh, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just talk about NFTs for a brief minute. Like, you know, the whole creation of JPEGs and having it on, you know, our open and all this stuff. Like, explain, like, how would you, like, how you even got, a, got around the NFT space and how he has grown for the past couple of years. Yeah, well, if well you've grown, like, during the time um, of Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency, right? So NFTs are a very, rather new phenomenon. I don't know the exact dates, but um, they've only really been come, come out in the past couple of years. Um, uh, the the big boom, um, the NFT bubble was I think like twenty twenty one, er, like March April twenty twenty one. Um, that's when it was just exploding all over the place. Right. But um, but then it crashed. I mean, it's it's like any bubble, right? There's mania, and people are just in buying these NFTs without doing any research, and it turns out to be scams. Uh, the, the whole nine yards. Um, but again, there's there's some solid utilities, there's some really cool things you can be doing with them. Um, and I think it's just a matter of time for people to actually find these uses. I mean, how this is going to look like is, um, say you go to a club, right? And then your club, you get a little notification saying, hey, look, uh, your, your member, instead of having a, a card or you know, something physical, um, you're just going to install this app and, you know, you're going to unlock this, you know, digital collectible or whatever they want to call it. Um, and that's going to give you access to it. You don't know it's an NFT, right? It is an NFT, but you don't know it's an NFT um, because, like, that's not important. Right. What's important is the fact is, oh, hey, this is a new way I can access more content and do some really cool stuff that I couldn't do normally. And that's that's the power of you know Web three cryptocurrency NFT stuff. So yeah, interesting because I've been seeing the whole rise of NFTs for a good while, and just with cryptocurrencies, you never know what is you know what you say valuable. In a sense, like well, it, there's uh, there there are ways, right? Like utilities, the first one. Does this have real world utility, or is this just made up? Um, yeah. Is it? Um, you know, what are the founders? What are the people behind this project? You know, are they? You know, can I find out more about them? Right? Do they have a past of road pulls? Because um, typically, these guys leave a trail of dead bodies so you just gotta follow the blood and you know <laughs> come to your own conclusions uh, interesting that you use the, the dead bodies but <laughs> it's oh, so there there are these projects that they they deceive and they scam a lot of people into believing that are legitimate and then they take their money um mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 messed up but yeah but how do you feel like of young people because this now this is just a huge rest of young people grasping the nft and 
um, crypto space. And we even can go back to when Forex was a thing. Like, talk to like how like people were just raveling around the whole Forex sometimes, um, I believe. I, I actually, I, I haven't had much exposure to Forex trading. Um, Forex, yeah, it was foreign exchange. I'm not really my thing, but the, the neat thing with cryptocurrency uh, is that you can take a lot of the concepts from Forex for trading and just apply them to cryptocurrency, uh, which is which can be neat. But yeah. as far as like young people being interested in cryptocurrency, I think I think it's just the nature of whole new technology that um, it's it's the nature of all new technology that's typically the younger generation that adopts it. You know, we've seen this with the internet, we've seen this with computers, with electronics. You know, it's not typically in most families, it's not the, the parents that you know bring home the, the new toy, it's the kids, right? And I think that's that's just the way it is with all uh, new technology. Mm -hmm. So would you say and the whole crypto space is a stable environment now? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, uh, cryptocurrency space uh, is many things. It's fun. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. Stable, safe, and, and some some projects, some ways. Yes. Uh, if you store your money in Bitcoin and you properly secure it, your money is more is safe in that wallet than gold in Fort Knox. Um, but in the sense of like stability from like a, a market standpoint no and prices they go all over the place stability in the sense of um like um like change like as far as like how things faster things are changing things are changing i mean think about it. the smartest people in the world like absolute geniuses everywhere right all previous tech booms was just located to like the certain parts of the united states this is different. This is worldwide. This is global, right? So the smartest yeah. people all around the world are collaborating 24-7 in this space. So you tell me if it's going to be stable or not. No, it's not stable at all. There's You you turn your head and there's like 10 new projects. I mean, I just learned today about this, this amazing project where it's um, there's these satellites locked in geostationary orbit around the Earth that are broadcasting Bitcoin uh, you know, the Bitcoin ledger. So, mm -hmm. and you can connect to this for free. So that means that even if you don't have internet, you can make transactions. Um, That's crazy. Right? I didn't know that existed. And I'm like pretty far deep into space. So there's always new stuff. Um, and yeah, you just got to be on your toes. And I mean, that's what I love about it. Because mm -hmm. I'm looking at the price right now. I'm like, ah. And the price this is like for one Bitcoin, they might let's say for the US dollar. Like what around 20 grand or so? Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. Like eight, well, right now it's like at 18, because I'm looking at the price while recording this. So yeah, Bitcoin right now is like at eighteen thousand three hundred eighty-eight dollars and sixty cents USD. But it's been it's actually been had a little increase, but it's not really that substantial. Yeah, it, 
Um, the, its all-time high was over sixty thousand um, dollars. Yeah, I think I remember that time. It was crazy. yes. The, but when we say it's on sale, you know, it's it's just it's on a great sale. And in a few years, you're just going to kill yourself for not having gotten more Bitcoin. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I wish I had some Bitcoin back when you actually started. Hey, accept Bitcoin your business. That's one one way to get to your <laughs> Imagine just at least getting one Bitcoin, just one Bitcoin. I just say, you know, I was all this one Bitcoin for like four years, and just to see how it goes. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's pretty crazy that the prices. Um... Yeah, but let's even go back to. I know it's a little bit of time, but let's kind of breathe. we got. We got 90 seconds. Let's let's make it quick. All right. So let's 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 kind of get into the game. So let's kind of go into the briefing of like NFTs space. Like what type of where which projects do you feel that are like sustainable now? And how do you feel that people are wrong? This is this is a very easy question to answer. Um, I'm not an NFT person. I I I respect the technology. I I'm I'm more involved in technology, not in the market side of things. So right. I'm the wrong person to ask about, uh, you know, what NFTs are good or what NFT projects. Because at the end of the day, what I'm focused on and what I'm interested in is how can I take this technology and make it so that businesses who use it are overpowered, right? How can I make NFT technology to be the equivalent of having an iron, you know, an iron axe in the Stone Age, right? That's what I'm interested in. So I'm again, I, I'm a bad person to ask about. Um, oh well, but do you? How do you see a person get into the NFT crypto space in like three, four? Five? Um, I think the easiest way is to get an account on an exchange. I know us in the crypto world don't like exchanges, but honestly, beginners got to start somewhere. Get an account on an exchange. Um, just buy a little bit of Bitcoin, hold on to it, and see what happens. That's how a lot of people get started, and that's honestly one of the best ways. Is just just buy some, get used to it, and go from there. Well, guys, it was an interesting episode. It's, it was a very much rapid fire, but hey, finally we got, you know, we got uh, we got this episode done. Finally, <laughs> I'm glad it was worth it. Worth it the wait. Worth it. I must say, it was worth it, and and you are an amazing guest. So, for the person that just don't know about Jay, you know, Jay Becker. And want to you know follow your links, like give yeah. them, you know your promotional links or where they can find yeah. Them. Um, so a uh, good place to start is crypto concierge dot consulting. Um, that's kind of my home. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, love to connect. Um, yeah, uh, especially if you. If you have any questions, if you want to know more about this stuff, let me know. I'm actually creating a course on cryptocurrency. And so by you coming to me with your questions or your concerns or your objections, whatever it is, um, you're helping me make content for my course. So that would be an excellent way you guys can help me out. Um, and as far as like, if you're interested in saying, hey, you know what, I'm, I want to take the next step. I want to... Uh, start using cryptocurrency in my business, you know, as a tool to make it better. Uh, Again, yeah, reach out to me. Love to have a conversation because uh, that's that's our jam. That's what we love doing. So yeah, and th thanks for having me on. I 
I love love this episode. Yeah, man. Um, of course, your links will be in the in description or wherever this is going to be posted. You know, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Yeah, it's going to be all over the place. I don't know. You know, clips and it's going to be uploaded to you know to other social media platforms. Um, so just so guys listening, just just wait for that. Pretty much. So again, Jay, thank you so much for your time. I know it, it again. It's been so uh, it's been so long since we was that episode. I, I can't stress uh, that enough. I'm not, uh, <laughs> but it's worth it. It was good. It was worth it. So, all right, guys, take care yourselves and, you know, make sure that your day is well and make sure you walk with your head up high because tomorrow's not promised and control yourself because no one's going to control you. I think that's the, the, the part of the message for this episode is like control yourself control what you spend control what you watch control who you associate yourself with because you never know when you fall off the deep end again my name is Yvonne Danvers this my guest Jay Becker and we out here goodbye and goodbye bye take care